You grew up in a system where you're literally taught Jezebel's ways. Very rare do Christians grow up in the prophetic and are taught the ways and thoughts of God in the living waters. It's actually extremely rare. It's an extremely rare to find a ministry that has pure waters, living waters and lives out of Eden's waters, the four rivers, and is actually new covenant. It's actually extremely rare. Some of them have a little water, but for a ministry to have only living waters is the rarest thing in the world. It's the rarest of the rare. Most people grow up in Christianity that's 100% Jezebelic. I mean, we're talking 100%. Where they're trained in religion, they're trained in charismatic works, they're trained in do's and don'ts, they're trained in right and wrong. Haven't you ever read? The knowledge of right and wrong is Satan's tree in the garden? Do you literally go to church to eat off of Satan's tree in the garden to tell me what's right and wrong to do? I mean, have you read Genesis? That's what caused the curse of the fall. People stuck in the brain learning right and wrong are growing in satanic witchcraft. That's what Janes and Jambres is. It's the white and black knowledge of good and evil. There's no white and black in the glory. It's all color. It's degrees of freedom and abundant life. If you're still stuck in your brain, you have to bring that thing to the altar and become a real Christian today. You grew up inside the beast. There's a beast system here. What's the beast system? In the flesh. Flesh. Beast. Animal flesh. Beast flesh. Beast. So you grew up carnal. I mean, we all did, and we had to learn God's ways. Some people grew up a little bit more spiritual than others. Some people are more prone to being spiritual, some more carnal. But if you're prone to being more spiritual, that means you're a servant of others. You need to wash their feet. Because these people are wandering around in the muck and the mire. And until some servants rise up, they can wash feet with the living waters. I'm not talking about, you can do that too, but unless you're actually doing something in the Spirit, you're not going to change anything. You could wash everyone's feet in America. That doesn't mean anyone would ever repent. You wouldn't change the atmosphere. Every principality in hell will laugh at you. You're not doing anything. You need to do it in the Spirit, with revelation, and understanding in the power of God. You need to work in the river. Amen? The new covenant is the river. Revelation 22, the gift of God of salvation is the river. We need revelation of the river, how to work in the river, come together as river people. It is a water tribe. Why? Because the kingdom of the whole, the whole kingdom of heaven is underwater. All 12 tribes, it's a holy water nation. It's a water nation. If there's any dry place in us at all, it's Satan. You need to understand that. Do we have Satan in Christianity? Whoa! Every place there's not the river is the devil. It's true in the soul and in the heart. That's why you go around people they manifest every day. I haven't had a day where I didn't get around people where they manifested. Every single day of my life for 20 years, people manifest. Sometimes it's good manifestation. Sometimes the glory hit them so hard. We are at dinner last night. The guy got hit with the glory so hard, he started waving his hand at me like this saying, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The glory coming out like a river through my face. Just blasted him in his face. He started like, woo. But it wasn't a demonic manifestation. It was just the glory of God whacking him in the face. 
So a lot of the demonic manifestations you're dealing with are only from religious people. Because we bring the living waters, and that's a superior pleasure to all the hedonism in the world. The rebellious people followed Jesus and gladly gave up all their sin and rebellion and drugs and immorality and, because it was a lesser pleasure. There's no pleasure like the living water. Nothing even close. I'll be in the living water, I'll be in the upper pool, lower pool, I'll be doing all kinds of stuff, swimming all over the universe in every realm, and I feel higher than all the cocaine in the world combined. Not an exaggeration. I feel so high all the time, it's like a universe of cocaine. But it's glory, Cain, and it's the living water. That's why once you come into the living water, there's no temptation that could ever seize you. What, am I going to sin and go into a lesser pleasure? Until you get the revelation of living water and learn how to drink, Satan's got something he can tempt you with, but when you get into living water, there's nothing left to tempt you with. What am I going to do? Get into some sex? Some immorality? Some adultery? How dare you tempt me with a lesser pleasure when I'm in perfect childlike innocence and virgin purity, feeling like 100,000 watts of glory electricity surging through me head to toes? There's no temptation there. And you get this electricity around boys and girls, they start feeling it too, and you get purified. Virginity, and we're not talking about like just abstinence, you know, Any, anybody with discipline, you don't need Jesus for abstinence. No, you don't. You can just have discipline, be a religious eunuch or something, be a nun. That doesn't take any glory whatsoever. Divine virginity, what I'm talking about, required by drinking the living waters of the cup of the new covenant, is what gives you that, that ability to work in the celestial realm. Divine virginity is your ability to move in the Spirit. You can only move into the Spirit according to how pure your heart is. The pure in heart see God will see in God is how you're yoked to God to move as God moves. My ways are higher than your ways. How do I become your ways? Because I get purified, sanctified by drinking the living waters until I'm as pure as He is pure. And when I'm purified in my heart and in my mind, then I begin to operate in His ability. But if I don't give up the sin, if I don't get up the, give up the bowl of soup like Esau's porridge, if I don't give up the pleasures of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, I'll never understand one thing of God. I'll never feel the glory of God. I'll never feel the presence of God. I'll never operate in anything of God because I'm still sinning. I'm still going after the flesh, the tree of knowledge in the garden, the abilities of the flesh, the abilities of sin. That's what Adam and Eve did. They went after the flesh. Through Jesus Christ, we go after the Spirit. And listen, a lot of people go after the Spirit. Don't go very deep. Very shallow. You get around people and it's like, where is the water? I want to feel drunk around you because you're actually in the Holy Spirit, in the living water, in the water temple. <laughs> I want to feel the Garden of Eden. I want to feel the resurrection from the dead. You know how Jesus felt after he was raised from Tartarus back under the surface of the earth. If you're not encountering that all the time, there is blockages. You have to feel his resurrection power flowing from you. Bob Jones says that feelings were the most important thing. He said there's nothing more important than your feelings. If you don't feel high, there is something wrong. If you don't feel drunk, there is a blockage, and it's usually a love blockage. It's usually a religious demon in there. You've been taught demons. You've been taught Jezebel. You've been taught religion. You've been taught self-righteousness. You've been taught pride, and you didn't learn how to drink. You need to be taught drunk. You need to be taught the knowledge of the drunken glory. The knowledge of the drunken glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And if you don't think it's drunk, well, listen, 
Those that don't drink it, wide is the path to destruction. Those who drink it, the living waters, the waters of life that proceed from the temple, Ezekiel 47, they come into the kingdom of heaven. Everyone that doesn't drink this water goes to hell. Do you understand that yet? Is this a joke? Is this a side dish? What are the, you guys are always looking high all the time? Oh, you know, because we're real Christians. I mean, clearly, New Testament Christianity, caught up, raptured, ecstasy, joy of the Lord, our strength, entered the joy, went up into the cloud, experiencing the same experiences of Jesus Christ and the apostles and the prophets all day, every day, sacrificing the natural realm for the glory realm all day, every day, never backing down, going deeper in the spirit all day, every day. Of course, we're high and drunk all the time. This is what it's all about. How are you going to minister the heavenly glory to people if you're not high up in it? How are you going to minister the living waters unless you're drunk and intoxicated on it? How are you going to melt away the wicked witch of the east, Jezebel, except by the water? Wizard of Oz, how did she melt? Poured water on her head. Steam coming out. That's, that's the divine strategy. That's the blueprint. That's how you take out every enemy. I don't care if your enemy lives inside your spouse and you're married to Satan. Because I know most of you think that. You tell me every day. You melt the devil out of them. And I'm, I'm, you're probably right. You probably are married to Satan. Most marriages have the devil in them. So how do you get the devil out of your spouse? Living water. Drink and give them a drink. Drink and give them a drink. You're a water priest. There's enough living water here to melt the devil out of all flesh. And that's what we're going to do the next seven years. We will melt the devil, all devils, all demons, out of all flesh worldwide. Everybody that wants to get set free will have so much opportunity to come to the waters of life and drink. To follow Ezekiel 47, the fish are in the river and they're going into the temple. They're going into the glory. And once they come into the temple... They get perfectly sanctified. They come out of their fish nature. They come out of, you know, Jesus Christ said, I'll make you fishers of all men. And it's also referring to going after the animal nature of Noah's ark as it was in the days of Noah. He refers to human beings as animals. He does it a couple times in the Bible. And it's not derogatory. Jesus called the Canaanite woman, she said, a dog. Is it right to give the children of Israel, you know, the scraps off the table? The dogs, he called her. He called them animals. Why is that? Because when you're stuck in your carnal mind, attached to your flesh, you live as animals. That's the mark of the beast. That's the mark of living as an animal in the days of Noah. So in the days of Noah, the, the water temples restored and all the animals come to have their animal nature sanctified out of their brains, washed in the water of the, of the word, transfigured by the renewing of their mind, and the whole animal beast nature comes off their soul and they're metamorphosized from animals to sons and daughters of the living God with angelic ability. And you will have wings. You'll feel your wings growing out your back. You will fly. You'll have all the same abilities God the Father under the, the wings of the Almighty. Psalms 91, you see Jesus flying around everywhere in the Bible. He flies up right up into the cloud in Acts chapter 1. He's the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. I mean, God has wings. God created the angels. God created gods. God created Adam and Eve to have all the exact same abilities that he has. And we lost it in the fall. And we're getting it all back through Jesus Christ right now. Some people are way more advanced than others, and it's all because they learned how to drink. All because they got the animal nature burnt off of them by drinking the living waters. 
then there's still some stuff that comes up at times. It's usually frustration in dealing with the animals. Once you start drinking and you get the blueprint for the water temple, Ezekiel's last temple, and you understand that this is the answer to every problem in the world, now you know this is how you sanctify the beast nature off of all souls. Even if they are too clueless to understand one single revelation about it, you can still give them a drink. You can still release your love upon them. You can still release your upper pool upon them. You can still release your lower pool upon them. You can wash the nations sovereignly. That's where you need to go. Drink until you're reigning from the throne. Proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb, I saw a river. A river of life crystal clear that sparkles. We need to drink ourselves to the full awakening of being seated on the throne of God and the Lamb with the river of life. And all the power of the river of life is the power of the resurrection life of the Lord Jesus. That's the fullness of the power that raises the dead. It's available for everyone who believes in Jesus in the world. You have to awaken to it by drinking. You can't think, I mean, you look at ministry, I look at ministry all the time, and I'm not here to tear anyone down. I'm here to raise the standard by teaching people how to drink. There's a lot of stuff that's going to get torn down. I mean, the, the standard is so bad out there. We need to raise the standard of Ezekiel's water temple. We need to show these people how to drink, get sanctified in the living waters, sanctified in the four rivers of Eden. We need to build up this temple. Everyone's so purified and sanctified that it becomes crystal clear and sparkling. That there's no confusion as to what Christianity actually is, what Jesus purchased for us, and all of us take our positions as priests and kings in the temple. This temple is going to be loaded with workers. There might be like 10 of us right now, but there's going to be 10,000 of us, and soon 144,000. And soon a billion will fit into this temple. This water temple of Ezekiel 47 will fill the universe. You need to understand that. This is not just on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, a building made by human hands. The Old Covenant's gone. Jesus said the temple structure will be destroyed and never rebuilt again. Anyone that's a part of that is irrelevant, completely clueless. The new temple is built with living stones that are glorified, that release the living waters. This is a universal temple. Ezekiel 47 is the temple of the living water of everyone who knows where the river flows from. Out of their heart proceeds rivers of living water, and they come together as one release of the river of God and the Lamb into the heavens and into the earth. And they wash the heavens and they wash the earth. They remove the air from their souls and they remove the sand from their hearts. Two realms being dealt with that sanctify all nations, tribes, and tongues. The upper pool. Let's read it. So good. Judges 1.15 And she said to him, Give me a present. Since you have set me in the land of the south, the Negev, give me also the springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper and the lower springs. Other translation says, You have given me the desert, so give me the upper and lower pools. It symbolizes humanity, the woman, getting the earth as a desert, a dry place, and asking the Father for the upper pool and the lower pool to turn the earth back into Paradise Garden of Eden. That's exactly what it means at the seventh level of Revelation. It's saying, give me the living waters to turn the dry place of the earth into the Garden of Eden. And God gave us the upper pool, and God gave us the lower pool in Christ Jesus. This is what we use to sanctify the nations. The upper pool, 
And listen, the last 24 hours, I saw the second heaven see and the third heaven see become one in my own soul. And so now, the whole third heaven see has come down to the second heaven see. This is about to whack the whole world. It is coming down, and it is coming down quickly. It's so high in the spirit, but I believe in the next few days, you're going to start to really feel the full release of the upper pool upon everyone's souls in the world. Big time. It's going to wash away all the sin of the fallen angels and the sorcerers in the heavens into the lake of fire. Oh yeah, everyone's souls is connected to the heavens. This is where the prince of the power of the air operates, in the soul realm. If you fill the air with living water in your soul, Satan ceases all of his maneuverings in everyone's soul in the world. Satan can only work through dry places of sand and air. That's what the Bible says. Dry places in the prince of the power of the air and the sand of the dry place of Egypt. So if you annihilate the dry places of air in the soul by the upper pool coming down through the soul realm, he can't move in anyone's soul. And that's why we'll have global mental clarity. You bring mental clarity into these people's minds, they will wake up so quickly as to being ripped off by religion and rebellion. They'll just... Great awakening. It'd be like that. Just a blink of an eye. That's what's about to hit. It's about to hit. It hits when priests operate deep in the spirit, go into these realms, and consummate the ages, which is bring the love glory into these realms where there's been manipulation, where Satan has had these realms stolen from us. There are realms in the heavens, there are realms in the earth, and there are realms under the earth. This whole universe was forfeited to the fallen angels at the fall. Now, some saints have gone into some rooms and there's some breakthrough in some realms. But what, the realms we need more than anything are the lower pool and the upper pool. The lower waters. The lower waters are from Tartarus, where Jesus was raised from the dead, all the way up to the tomb. It's not hell down there. I know there is parts of it, but it's mostly living waters. There are living waters down there that are like crystal clear and sparkling. It's the resurrection waters of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was raised from the dead in the lowest pit of hell all the way to the tomb. Religious demons have kept us out of these realms telling us, oh, there's bad stuff down there. It's all hell down under the earth. Not true at all. There is a sea under the earth. There's a lower pool. And we have the ability to raise the, this water like the springs of Genesis 7 talks about and the bowels of the deep were bursting forth and the springs came up in Noah's day. This is the lower pool bursting up through everyone's spirit. Bursting up through everyone's legs, washing everyone's feet. It goes into their blood. This is the blue water. There is blue water and there is white water. The blue water comes from below. The white water comes from above and it's symbolized in the star of David in the flag of Israel. It's true. No doubt about it, sorcerers have used it for evil with religion. But it's still the truth. These are still real realms that belong to Jesus Christ's people. And if you operate in perfect virgin purity, you can go into these realms. If you have defilement, the enemy will keep you out of these realms. You can't get your inheritance until you're operating in virgin-like purity. It's written in the Bible many times. Revelation 14 the Lamb on the Mount Zion and the 144,000 were all virgins. 
It's talking about you have to operate in the Spirit with virgin-like purity, childlike innocence. And it's not about abstinence. It's about the virginity of God. It's about the purity of God. It's about the total drinking of the level of sexual purity that makes God God. It's perfect pleasure, but it's divine. It's not human at all. That's where people get confused and they don't understand because it's just this natural thing, abstinence or sexual morality. That's not it. That's right and wrong. Both of that's sin. Whether you're abstinent or sexually immoral, if you're not in the glory, it's equally sin. One's religious, one's rebellious. It's true. Do's and don'ts. Oh, you're good because you don't. You're not a slut. Oh, no, you're just self-righteous. If you're not in the glory, abstinence is equally sin to sexual morality. It's true because it's religion. It's religious discipline. It's not the new covenant. It's just Satan. It's true. It's self-righteousness. When you're in the glory, then you're fulfilled. Then you're in divine virginity. It's completely other. So you have to get into divine virginity. The virginity of the Lamb on the throne, slain with the Lamb, filled with His virgin glory, filled with His virgin love. That's what consummates the ages. Consummation. It's divine sexual intimacy with nothing perverted about it whatsoever. It's divine intimacy in every realm of the universe. It's true. Consummation of the ages. So it's called in the Bible. The consummation, it's the love realm taking every room in the universe. You can't get into this realm with joy. You can't get into this realm with peace. You only get into this realm with song of songs made flesh. Song of Songs is the Song of Songs. It's the key to unlocking all the fullness of God's power. Without Song of Songs, you'll never taste any of this stuff. You'll be perverted. You'll, I mean, just be fake and just you never get a breakthrough. You need to Bible bang Song of Songs like heroin into your arm until it's made your flesh. You have no, that is, you need to get desperate. And you need to read it, the graphic parts, and put it in your spirit and let it renew your mind and start tasting of divine virginity. That is the only way you can operate deep enough in the spirit to make any dent in this universe, to go into any realm, to begin to move, to begin to, begin to operate as a water priest of Ezekiel's water temple. It's true. We've tried everything there is in the whole world and in, in all Christianity. We've sampled, tasted everything. I know everything that's out there. This is the only thing that works. This is the full blueprint. This is the wisdom of the ages. Perfect divine virgin purity and then revelation. Understanding how the living waters work in sanctifying. Understanding the realms of your inheritance. And understanding how to remove the air from souls and the sand from hearts. Snakes are main enemies that cause all these problems. They crawl through sand. We get bothered by them all the time. You ever deal with snakes, serpents, lying spirits? You got the birds that fly in the air, and you got the snakes that crawl in the sand. There's two different species of the demonic that you're dealing with every day in this war zone, in this fallen world. You got the foul birds, Jesus Christ said to sow so seed, and the birds of the air and come and eat the seed. So you got thing you got the demonic that flies, fallen angels, and you got the demonic that crawls, snakes. They don't all have wings. But both of them are dealt with by the water. All deliverances in the water. 
This is a one-step formula for the perfection of all humanity and all the universe. Drinking the living waters. We get distracted. That's how the devil works through the air. He says you need to do something. He complicates it. He confuses you. And, and the potent sorcery is so strong that even the apostles, I've seen apostles, mighty apostles, mighty, that have had like 6,000 miracles, signs, and wonders. No, no exaggeration. And they're still distracted for years on end without drinking. That's how intense the warfare is against the soul. If you can focus on the living water and keep the air bubbles and keep all the air out of your soul, you'll go past everyone on the planet like that. You'll be more advanced than everyone in full-time ministry like that. And I know that's what many in this Red Letter Ministries tribe will do. Because it's the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing. If you can focus on drinking the upper pool through the soul, the lower pool through the heart, and keep the sand out so the snakes are out, and the air out so the foul birds are out, you'll have no demonic influence. And the more you drink, the larger your waters get around you. That's the full armor of God. That's the glory of God. The living waters are the glory of God. And it will come out and it will begin to wash everyone around you. So all the responsibilities on the priests. Most of us have had the responsibility put on us and God hasn't even put it on people that aren't priests. It's not like you need to do it. Don't you need to do it. You need you be better. We don't put any expectations on anyone. That'll just make them worse. We need to drink more and we need to wash more. We need to get up under them and wash their feet. Most people are powerless because God didn't create them to be priests like us. It's not even their job. Our job as priests is to wash them so the businessmen can do business, so the artists can do art, so the musicians can do music. The priests have to take their position in the temple first and sanctify everyone's feet and head to do their job in the eternal water temple. So don't put it on anyone else. It's on us. It's true. This responsibility of keeping people watered is on the priests of the water temple. So that would just, oh, it release all the pressure to perform off of everyone. And when the perfect priests learn how to minister perfectly the living waters into their hearts and to the living waters upon their souls, you will watch everyone flourish around you like a well-fed garden. That's how we transform society. That's the unconditional love of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what you do as long as you're drenched. I mean, that's his attitude all the time towards all the angels. Because as long as you're in my living waters, everything you do is going to be awesome all the time. I mean, just go wild in the glory. Go wild in the living waters. There's springs of glory. There's rains of glory. Rivers of glory. Everything is underwater. Everything is alive, active, and energized. Everything is living. And everything is glorious. Everything is good in the water. There's not a single bad thing in the water. The water is the glory of God. The water is the love of God. As long as they're washed they'll produce good fruit. The issue is the priests and the ministers have been religious putting expectations on people while there's still air in their souls. You can never get a person into their destiny when there's air in their souls. You have to keep pouring the living water on their soul until the air's out. Keep giving springs of living water into their feet, into their bowels, into their heart, into their spirit until all the sand's out. And then they'll automatically do awesome stuff. They'll do great. They'll know their God and they'll do great exploits. That will release the nations to bear much fruit. 
<laughs> because you're keeping them attached to the vine. Our ministry as the water priests of the water temple will get so strong that we can give everyone on earth a drink by walking on our earth. That's where we're going this, this year and the years after this. Be more and more living waters for the nations to flourish. That's what transforms the earth into the Garden of Eden. doesn't take 10,000 people that are just perfect and doing all this stuff. It just takes the 12 last-day apostles that are fully slain with the Lamb, that have learned to love unconditionally, that will give everyone a perfect drink above and below, and so that the whole world is drenched in living water. It's true. That's all it takes to renew the whole earth, and that's all God gave. Everything that I'm talking about is in the blueprint of Ezekiel. It's in the blueprint of Daniel and Zechariah and Revelation. It's all in there for your understanding. Read the Word until these things unlock. And drink the water while you read the Word, and your mind will just explode with revelation. The Spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth. These living waters will lead you deeper into, into the living waters. Having one sip, you go deeper in the water. That's true. You start with one sip. Twenty years ago, I had a sip and went deeper in the waters. 20 years later, it's like in the upper pool. Third heaven mixing with second heaven waters, all by drinking every day, getting drunk in the anointing every day, cherishing this living water as more valuable than anything in the dry place of the natural realm every day. Scorning everyone's attempt to manipulate with money, scorning all the idolatry, all the stupid immorality, all the temptations. It's just garbage. It's a dry place. It's empty. There's nothing there. Get your sand away from me. Get your air away from me. I need the upper pool. I need the lower pool. I need the living waters. Amen. And we need to have that kind of attitude. That's what gets the job done. Valuing the living waters is valuing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are only here in the living water and nowhere else. So how people treat this living water, the river of life, is their exact attitude towards Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So turn it into love. Give them a drink. Maybe you can change their mind. But don't put expectations on them. You keep drinking and overflowing and your good fruit and your demonstration of love will change their minds. In Jesus' name, partner with Rutherman Ministries, donate at Rutherman.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.